1: Well, hello, this is your host, artist Miriam Shulman, and you're listening to episode number 88 of the Inspiration Plays podcast. I am so thrilled that you're here. Today, we're talking all about marketing your art. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I always preach that the two best ways to sell your art are in person and through email. With many of the in-person art festivals getting canceled, your online marketing efforts, particularly using your email list, is more important than ever. So in this episode, you're going to discover why it's a mistake to stay quiet during this time, or really any time, why there's never been a better time to build your art business, yes, artists can thrive even in turbulent times, how an email list adds job security to your art business, and finally, we're going to talk about how to procrastination-proof your email marketing efforts. But before we get there, I just wanted to talk to you about online classes. So listen, there has never been a better time to invest in building an online class more than ever, people are turning to their computers. We've all experienced a huge outpouring of people moving online. More than 30% of of people work from home now. And for art classes, they want to go online as well. My own classes like Watercolor Portrait Academy have been more popular Than ever. However, since creating an online class might sound very intimidating, you might be overwhelmed to try. And that would be a shame for you to miss out on one of the clearest paths to recession proof your art business. That's why I've put together a great resource for you, and it's absolutely free. It's my Course Creator Starter Kit. It's basically a quick start guide to learning how to teach online art classes so that you have the resources that you need. And if my guest today, who is the queen of online classes, has any other resources, I'll be sure to link that on the thank you page. So to get your free guide, go to shulmanart.com forward slash guide. Now back to the show. Today's guest is an online marketing expert and the host of the top ranked podcast online marketing made easy, which is also the first podcast I ever listened to. Before building her multi-million dollar digital course business, she worked with peak performance coach Tony Robbins, where she oversaw the content team and collaborated on groundbreaking online marketing campaigns. Through her best-selling courses, and I've pretty much taken all of them, she proves that even newbies can bypass the overwhelm and generate exciting momentum as they build a business they love. Please welcome to the Inspiration Place, the one and only Amy Porterfield. Hello, Amy. Welcome to my show. How are you? I'm good. I'm like beyond. This is so exciting. I'm so excited. This was like my prom, you know, like... Ah.
0: You're too adorable. I think you are so talented. I love what you do and I love the topic we're going
1: to talk about today. So, this is truly a pleasure. Thanks so much for spending this time with me. It's so awesome that I'm able to share the gift that you're able to give with my audience because I remember when I first found you, I was very much exactly where many of my students are right now. Like, I didn't get why I needed an email list, I didn't understand any of that stuff. And so I'm real excited to like share that with them because it's been a huge part of my success. And I wouldn't be here talking to you today if it wasn't for that. Ah, So good.
0: I have to tell you first, before we go any further, just yesterday, your beautiful, what would you call it? Painting, drawing? Yeah, portrait. Portrait. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. I'm going to frame it. We're going to put it up. Thank you so much. I just got it yesterday.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. It was a so, lot of fun to make. Oh, I made I made so it for... Talented. Thank you. My friend who I think you may know, Michelle Marteo, Marie's B-School tech girl.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: she said, oh, if you want to get Amy's attention, paint her dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is too
0: funny. She knows me so well. It is of... My dog Scout and I, which is one of my most favorite photos. So, the fact that you took that one and we're on the couch and we're snuggled up, and I love it so much. My dog literally is like my child. You'd think I gave birth to him. And so, anything with Scout makes
1: me smile, but it's gorgeous. So, thank you so much. Oh, see see how happy we just made Amy. Yeah. Kind of giving a little extra commercial for the portraits. (laughs) So good. I love it. I can't wait to frame it. It was a lot of fun painting it my mom actually liked it so she says oh I like that beautiful woman you painted with with uh, the dog she doesn't actually listen to the podcast my mother so (laughs) she hasn't figured that out technology out yet I gotcha I did order fake eyelashes but I had the same problem you did like that's killing me I couldn't do it I couldn't do it and then it was like what am I gonna do like have things sticking to my eyes what like I'm trying to relax or do you have fake eyelashes on now I do. And I can't wait to take
0: them off. Like as soon as I don't have to do video, I take them off. I just don't like it with, with you having glasses on. I can't even tell if you have lashes or not. That's awesome. I wish that was my situation. Your
1: eyes look great. Oh, it's a lot of eyeliner. I look like a lizard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, this quarantine is not my friend.
1: And my joke is that I want to like fly down to Atlanta and get all the illegal things because they're right? open. Right? I need my roots died. I did hear that Atlanta was open. In Carlsbad, where you live, are they wearing masks when people walk their dogs?
0: They are not. And I'm not either. So maybe I really need to. No, so you don't have, need to. That's okay. No, I'm very opinionated about this. Okay, but I okay just, good. So you don't think so either. No, not when I, you're outside. I mean, right. And I'm staying far away from everybody. My husband's a firefighter. So I feel like he's on he's going on a lot of calls related to what's going on. And he even said, like, no, you don't need to wear a mask when you're out walking your dog. So I'm like, thank goodness. But I have seen people running with masks on. I'm like, I, I don't even know how they can do that. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where are you located? I'm in New York. So we're kind of at ground zero. Yes, you are. not just New York, but I'm actually, I don't know if you heard like where the outbreak started, like started right outside of New York. So that's where I am. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, we actually think that we had some version of it. I mean, we don't know for sure. None of us got sick enough to be hospitalized and they don't really have a test. My son put himself on the list to be tested and two weeks later they called him and we were were better by then. So it's kind of nice to feel like, okay, if that was it, I've been there. I'm fine. It's passed. Maybe I'll get it again, but I know I'll be okay. Yeah. So it's not easy. My husband says, you know, we only have like 20 rolls of toilet paper left. (laughs) So we're getting down to it. And then I had, so I asked you about the mask because I went on Etsy to get my husband and son masks and they weren't too thrilled with it. So... (laughs)
0: They didn't want, they didn't want the mask.
1: (laughs) My son wants to get, my son and my husband have been watching FAUDA. You, I don't has, know what that is. No, it's basically Israeli defense forces against the Palestinian terrorists. So it's basically okay. an Israeli James Bond. My son wants that the thing that, you know, the Arabs wear that go all the way around his his face. So he I don't know to each his own. Is there, have <laughs> your, has your son picked a college yet? He has.
0: So he's going to UC Davis and I went to UC Santa Barbara. So I'm excited that he's staying in the UC system. So he is looking forward to it. He's ready.
1: Your son's the same age as my son. Is he a senior? My son, no, he is a sophomore in college. Okay, so he actually he's going to be twenty. Okay, so he's a little older. And gotcha. Is your son going to wrestle in college? He's not. But isn't your son a wrestler? He is. Is he wrestling in college? He was. He was up until like this March. But what's interesting is that right now, he's a nutrition major and he's working with his wrestling club. I don't know if that's a thing with your son where he lives, if he just wrestled with the school or if he actually had like an extra club. Oh, just the school. Oh, just the school. Okay. So my son does like extra training with his club. So he's helping the club systematize everything, like get online, create a framework, Uh, do the things. I was like, well, you need an email list. You can't just go on Instagram. I was like, what about a podcast? You could do a podcast,
0: right? That's so great. This is a really cool time to encourage our kids to try some things online. I was recently interviewed on the the model health show with Sean Stevenson, and he has a son around our kid's age, and he got him into doing workout videos and posting them online. He's like, my son is so into his muscles. He loves to work out. He loves to look in the mirror. And I said, well, why don't you put some of those workouts online just to see what happens and see if people like them? So he's doing that. I think it's cool that we're living in a time right now, and this comes right back to the email list, people are more open-minded to try things online, to buy art online, to do things they never thought they would do. And so... Even, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but I would surmise based on my experience with other industries I've worked with that maybe some people have felt like, well, I need to go and look at the art, feel the art, be a part of the art before I buy it, where that's not
1: the situation. Oh, no, now. I, I've never had a problem selling art online. So, when, going back to with the Profit Lab way back when, I yes. was selling on eBay and Etsy. Like, I had more okay, online good. sales. Than so, you are else. like the master of that. So, the fact that you you
0: can use email to talk about it to show it to let them experience through that i feel that even more people are going to be open to that so just
1: take advantage of it back then i was relying on the ebay traffic so it makes me sound so old but back then <laughs> we did there was nothing i don't know if you remember amy there was nothing else to do online like yes. there was I no mean, instagram was it but Like just shop. That was it. Yes. So if you were an artist and you knew how to put your art on eBay, that was the golden ticket. But then everyone figured it out. And then it was like, okay, well, maybe I need to be on Etsy. But it wasn't about the venue. It was about being able when you have a customer to keep in touch with them in between. Yes. And the same thing for the artists who are in person, being able to keep in touch with them in between is so important. But the other thing, Amy, I wanted to talk to you about. So my son is at NYU and both my kids actually are forced to do their online classes. And what he said was so interesting. The only class he's really enjoying right now is the one where it's set up like an online class rather than pretending to be in person. So it's like it has the modules and it has the success path and he's able to go through it. And he's like, that's the only class he feels like he's really understanding and learning from. So I just thought, you know, super valuable for you to hear as somebody who teaches how to build online classes.
0: That makes me so happy because you see a lot of people like the teachers jumping on Zoom and trying to teach it in that way and have the live setting. But there is something to be said about pre-recording the videos and organizing them. And like you said, showing a success path when you teach what you know. So that makes me really happy. Thanks for sharing that.
1: He finds it very distracting when when they're pretending to be live. And then he sees everybody else in his class and then what they're doing. And now you're looking at their houses instead of paying attention to the teacher. (laughs) that's what we're going to do. Oh, man. Good stuff. All right. I know what's on a lot of people's mind right now is that they're scared to share their artwork, they're scared to sell. And that isn't just true in my world. I know that's true of a lot of the people that you teach. So I just wanna hear from you. Why do you think it's a mistake to stay quiet right now? Yeah,
0: I loved when you were talking about that earlier, about this idea that you can't stay quiet. And the way I see it is that right now during a crisis, during a time when we are all asked to social distance and stay far away from each other, I think more than anything, we need community, we need engagement. And so as artists, it's so important that you put yourself out there and you show up and you not only say, hey, I'm still here, I'm still offering value, but you also are doing a service to your Your community that feels so isolated right now. And so I really do believe that this is your time to shine, but it's only just one belief. Like you could say, well, this is my time to get quiet. Who's going to buy art right now? Or you could say, this is when they need me most. I'm going to show up as my best self. Obviously, you've got two choices. One is going to empower you and your audience so much more. So it's important to have a voice right now. People need you.
1: When you are emailing people, it's not just about marketing to them or selling to them. It's about building that relationship And you need to treat any of your art collectors or potential art collectors the same way you would a friend. And you wouldn't not message a friend for three months. So it's really important to like contact people, even just to say, hey, how are you doing? This is what I'm doing. I hope this email finds you well. It's not sleazy to to reach out. It's being kind. Very true. I've never heard
0: anyone put it like that. And that is beautiful. And it's very true. So I love that.
1: Before we keep talking about email us, I think we need to back up a little because I hear from so many of the art students who I teach or who write to me that they still don't get why they need an email list if they have Facebook and Instagram. And I'm hoping you have a, a good answer for that. Yes. Let's talk about this. So I love Facebook
0: and Instagram and all of the social media channels, but when you Put your business on social media channels. You are literally putting your business out there on rented land. We do not own Instagram. We do not own Facebook. And with that, the algorithms could change overnight, which means tomorrow morning when you wake up, your message might not get to nearly as many people or half the people or so much less than you would have thought if the algorithm changed. You're getting to so many fewer people. You can't control that. And believe me, it has happened many times. We literally went to bed one night, woke up the next morning, and Facebook tells us that all organic traffic is going to slow down considerably and you've got to pay to be seen. They came out and said that this is years ago and we've only seen it happen more and more. So with that, you don't want to build your business on rented land. Instead, when you use social but also have an email list, You own that email list. That is yours and it will become your most important asset in your business. And what I want you to really understand is when you nurture an email list, like you were saying, reaching out to your friends, making sure they're okay, when you treat them as friends, family, and people you genuinely care about, that no like, and trust factor will increase. They'll feel the same about you. And when you make an offer, I can promise you, your email list will become so much more profitable than any offer you make on social media. I want you to use both, but just know you can rely on that email list so much more than you will ever be able to do so on social.
1: Yeah, I also feel that people are just so used to swiping past things when they see it in their newsfeed, especially on Instagram, which is I know a place a lot of artists tend to hang out. It's kind of like the billboard on the side of the highway and they don't even necessarily take the time to read it. But when it's in their inbox, it creates a sacred container for that message and gives it a little bit more respect than something you just threw out there for everyone, especially when you, when you're writing your emails and you're saying, hi so-and-so or dear so-and-so, when you're using that format, people really feel like you're talking directly to them where they know you're not doing that on Instagram. So very true. And some people will say to me, yeah, but Amy, I get a lot of emails
0: that I just send to trash or archive. And I said, of course you do. You also get a few emails that you open up every single time they hit your inbox because you love to hear from that person, whether it's somebody you don't know, but they're teaching you something new, or if it's a friend or family, We definitely open up the emails from those that we genuinely want to hear from. So your goal is to become that person they genuinely want to hear from. And that's exactly what you said. Be personal, be casual, tell stories, connect with them.
1: They will open up your email every single week. That's perfect. And plus, artists really provides a service by giving that beautiful, inspiring, and uplifting art or create meaning. I mean, it's not that it has to be so positive. It just could be creating meaning of what's going on in this world through their artwork. It's a very important service that we're doing. And when you hold back, you're robbing other people of that gift. 100%. Yes. Okay. So now we can talk about how an email list keeps your business safe. And before we get into your answer, I do want to share that the artists I know that are thriving right now are the ones who have an email list. The ones that are scrambling are the ones who were relying on the art festivals and not collecting emails all along because they thought the art festivals were going to happen forever and ever. And they always had this constant flow. And now Now, the ones who don't have it, but had the email list are doing fine. So what do you have to say about like using an email list as kind of your business insurance? I love that. I love
0: thinking about your email list as your security, your business insurance. 100%. I tell everybody, no matter what niche they're in, that they need an email list. But you just pointed out something so important that artists are so used to being in physical proximity. And you even said, it's one of the ways you teach people how to sell their art is in person. And when that is taken away... Right now, people want to connect with you. And so when you get in their inbox and when you share the stories and the experiences and the beautiful art, you are in an opportunity where you can start explaining things in different ways, showing things in different ways. This is the greatest silver lining with what's going on. They are more open to receiving it in that way. There's no other way they can. Yeah. And so if, if you right now do not have an email list and you're thinking, maybe I'll maybe I'll start to create one. Now, there couldn't be a more powerful or perfect time to do so because your audience is paying attention more so in the digital space through email. So they're more open to look at your art and explore it, even though they can't touch it or feel it. So you couldn't find a better time to be more welcomed by your audience through email. I also wanted to point something out in terms of security. So I was teaching email list building to an audience of people that didn't have an email list. So they're very, very new to all of this. And the number one question I would get asked all the time was, yeah, but Amy, don't you need a huge email list? Like you have a couple hundred thousand on your email list. So of course it's profitable for you because I was telling them it can become your most profitable asset in your business. And so I said, I knew you were going to say that. So I didn't experiment. So a few weeks leading up to me teaching this group, what I did is I took 1,000 people on my email list. Now, 1,000 people could be like your first big benchmark that you go after. You're just going to focus on getting the first 1,000 people on your email list. You could take even more baby steps. First 250, then 500, but whatever. We're going to get to a first 1,000. So I took 1,000 people and I emailed them and I said, I'm going to do a live workshop and I am going to charge $200 for it. And I'm going to do it live on Facebook, all about marketing, because that's my area of expertise. So I said, you have just a few days to sign up. Here's what it's all about. And I gave them the details. And then I followed up with one more email to let them know the price is going up if they don't sign up soon. So I sent two emails out to a 1,000 people on my email list. And within just a few days, we generated $6,000. That's Fantastic. Right. And on social media, most people have pretty small social media followings. That is rarely going to happen. But my list right away jumped at the opportunity because they know they can trust me. I know what they want. I know how to talk to them. So they jumped at this opportunity. And so the reason I bring that up is I always know I can make money in my business. If I get in a pinch, the first place I'll go to is my email list. So if you're looking for more security, if you don't want to worry about where the money is going to come from... An email list gives you ease, gives you that security so that you can say, I always have a money maker in my
1: business. Now, I have a note from Amy's team. Don't ask her about Facebook. So oh. I,
0: always, <laughs> I find that... I very- think they mean don't ask me about Facebook ads. Well, like okay. I don't do ads anymore. I hired someone
1: to do it. So perfect that you said that because the first class I took with you, Amy, was your Facebook Profit Lab. I signed up for the class to learn how to do Facebook ads, which I did, and I run my own ads ever since then. But what I really got out of it was how important building the email list was, because then I only had... I don't even think I had 200 people and it wasn't even on an email service. I had one of these online class sites. It wasn't Kajabi. It was something that I think is out of business now. It doesn't even matter what it is. And I was like, oh, but they're in there. That's fine. I don't need to email them. And it was through the class I took about Facebook ads where it really was like, it was kind of like the Trojan horse where it was, it was about Facebook, but it really wasn't about Facebook. It really <laughs> was about you need to build this email list because that was yes. the course that, Later became your List Builders Lab, which yes. is now List Builders Society. Society, right? Yeah, I'm such an Amy fan. My daughter's been <laughs> making fun of me all week. She says, you, you, "You do know you're just going to the computer to talk to her, right?" <laughs> so. That is so precious, though. I love it. Yeah, she's she's actually she's 22. Oh, yeah, but she's been making fun of me. <laughs> she's like, "How are you going to top this?" I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> Brene Brown, I don't know. There you go. That's a good one. Right, right. And then to my son, he goes, who's Brene Brown? What? Right. I said, well, Brene Brown is basically Amy Porterfield's Amy Porterfield. Oh my gosh, it's so true. I love her (laughs) so much. You know me well. I love that. That's like, what are you going to ask her? I know all the answers. Right. Yeah, you definitely want to build your email list, whether it's your friends, your collectors, always, of course, ask permission. But this is how you can reach out to people in between when you're seeing them. And I saw a huge shift in not just the online class side of my business, because I do teach online classes. I actually, Amy, have two lists. I keep one list that is for my art collectors. And a different one for promoting my, oh. my classes. Okay. So for the art collectors, you only need, like you said, about a thousand people to have a vibrant art business. And people love getting the emails. They come up to me at the shows. You know, I let them know ahead of time where I'm going to be. I thank them afterwards with the email. I follow up with all those things and they love getting it. It makes them feel very connected to me. So so smart. And do you put a lot of images in your
0: email? I mean, being from the art space, is that the norm for you?
1: Yes. Yeah. So one thing that I like to teach, the old school way of thinking that I know a lot of artists don't like sending out email newsletters. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've taught them is stop thinking about it as a a newsletter with all the different very old school, you know, here's a class I'm teaching and here's an art I made and here's something else. It's always one thing that you're going to be talking about. So if it is about your sunflower painting, you might start with a story of how you got inspired. It might be a work in progress picture. It might be here it is. Is on the wall. So it can have different sections and more than one picture, but it's still the one idea is all about here's the sunflower painting I made or whatever brilliant. it happens to be. Oh, so good. We'll link to more of those email marketing episodes in the, in the show notes, which is cool. going to be shulmanart.com forward slash 88. So here's something that I thought was brilliant that you were talking about. I know a lot of the artists who I work with really procrastinate writing the emails. Like when they see that on their to-do list, I mean they'd rather clean their house. So, you know. <laughs> so, they will put it off and put it off and you shared something that I thought was brilliant, which was a procrastination protocol. So, could you share yes. with us what that is?
0: Yes, I have a confession in the sense that When I don't want to do something that usually shows up as, I don't feel like it in the moment. And because we're both creative, I'm creative in a different way than all of your artists, but As an artist, you want to feel it, whether you're writing an email or you're doing a portrait. And so I bet it happens even more so in your world where when something comes up and you have to do it, you're like, ah, but I just don't feel creative enough. I don't feel like it. So I do this as well. And the minute I hear that, it's like my trigger now. I think procrastination protocol, which is basically what I need to do so that I just get it done. So this is what I do. Number one, I get clear on what I need to complete. So in this case, I've got to sit down. I need to write the email. It needs to happen today. The next thing I do is I sit down at my computer and I shut everything else down. So for me, it's Slack and a tool I use called Asana. I shut down email. I shut down all social media. I shut it all down. So there's no distractions. And then I tell myself, you have to work on this with no distractions for 30 minutes. So no matter what, 30 minutes. And I set a timer so that I actually... I'm truly working with no distraction. So I set the timer that I'll hear when it goes off, but I just get to work. And the great thing is, this is just like when you get on a treadmill and you play this trick with yourself with the treadmill. Once you get going, you're more inclined to continue. It's that sitting down and starting it that is tough for me when I don't feel like it. So that's what I do. It's the timer, I make it happen. And I just, the trigger is I don't feel like it or I don't wanna do it right now. Nope, just get into it. I do the protocol.
1: That's so brilliant. I love that. And I know that you borrowed that kind of from the whole idea of having other kinds of protocols. Yes. So I have a weight loss coach that I've been working with for over a year now. And we
0: do protocols such as if I want to eat when I'm not hungry, like emotional eating. What's my protocol for, okay, I'm feeling like I really want to eat. I know I'm not hungry. What do I need to do? And it's things like, okay, I need to, even though I don't love it, I need to go on a walk or I need to take a Nap because I'm probably tired, or I need to get really clear on what's bothering me right now. So it's like those kind of protocols. But once she put me through a few protocols on planning my meals and not emotionally eating, I thought, you could bring these into business. And so I started to think, how could I set up some protocols for business as well? And the procrastination one was like at the top of my list. Well, my favorite way to procrastinate, I call it procrastal learning. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one too. Yeah. I like procrastinating cleaning as well. I'll clean like my whole entire office before I'll sit down and write the
1: email or whatever. I, wish I had that problem. If you, you only see like six inches right now of my studio, but the rest of it, it's not pretty. That's the creative in you. Yeah. Well, sometimes I wish I was a little less creative in that, in that sense. If you love what you heard today, you can find Amy on the online marketing made easy podcast. She's got some wonderful resources for those just starting out, whether it's building your email list or developing the right business mindset. And because there's so many episodes, I've linked to a few favorites that I think you'll love in the show notes. For example, if you enjoyed my conversation last week with Laura Belgrade, then you should definitely check out Amy's interview with her, which was about what makes you Unique, And as with many of Amy's podcasts, it comes with an amazing freebie called your unique personality worksheet. I know you're going to love it. All right, Amy, do you have any last words for my listeners before we call this podcast complete?
0: Yes. The last thing I want to say is that you just got to get started. You can keep it simple. Email marketing does not need to be complicated, and your goal is to get one thousand people on your email list. And one of the best ways to do that—that we haven't really talked about—is with some kind of freebie. I know we're at the end here, but do you suggest that too? Do you have a freebie that you use to grow your email list? I do,
1: and it's very different. I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought this up so we can spend a few moments talking about it. Okay, good. Because yeah. Our conversation is not complete without this. It's very different for artists than if you're teaching how to paint or if you're doing something that I know a lot of the businesses that you teach where it's a checklist or something like that. So I always find that the best thing is either to send them a postcard. So you just say, hey, if you give me your email list and your address, I will send you a postcard. That is the easiest way to give them a free sample. And you know the only people who are gonna sign up for that are ones who truly love your art.
0: Great. I would have never known that for artists. So that's great. The goal is you need to create something of value that they're going to want in exchange for the name and email. And so this idea of the
1: postcard, that's perfect. But that is one of the first steps you wanna take. And it works both in person as well as online. And the other thing I tell artists as well is during that awkward conversation you're having, so whether this is somebody you're talking to at your kid's school or at the art festival, when they say to you, oh, I like your can I have your card? That's actually your cue to say to them, oh, can I take your email address? Yes. And I can add you to my email list and then I can invite you to my next show. So people don't always need a freebie because the whole idea of being invited is enough for them. I love that
0: you, obviously, you're successful at it. You know your industry so well. Email marketing is important for all industries. But when you get very specific for artists, you need to know what works versus the industries I teach. So this idea of, let me get your email. I'll make sure to invite you to my next showing. I mean, that is perfect. But this is what's important. And the last thing I'll say... You want to have your email list be part of your conversation with everything you do. When you're in person, when you're online, you want to invite people to join your email list. But you have to have a reason why. Because I'm going to invite you to my next show, because I'm going to send you a postcard, or because I'm going to keep you updated so you can know more about the story and my inspiration of why I created this piece. So you're not just saying, join my newsletter. No one wants to join a newsletter. Right.
1: don't even call it a newsletter. That's what Don't I say, even right? call it a newsletter. I
0: teach all my students. Let's not even call it no one wants a newsletter, but they do want to be a part of your world. So invite them in. The email beyond social media is the best way to do it. It's your most important asset. And what I always say is the strength of your email list is directly tied to the strength of your business. The two go hand in hand. They're correlated, but you don't need a big email list. Keep that in mind. But get started. Just get going. It gets easier once you get the ball rolling. I love
1: it. Thank you so much for being with me here today, Amy. It was so much fun for me.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I love this. And thanks for being a part of my world as well. You are always just such a light in our community. So thanks again.
1: Don't forget to check out the Course Creator Starter Kit. It's your quick start guide to building an online art class. And we just revised it in 2022 with brand new case studies and examples. You won't want to miss it. To get your hands on it, go to shulmanart.com forward slash guide. And if Amy has any online class resources, I'll be sure to link that on the thank you page as well. And if you want links to anything else we talked about today, as well as my painting of Amy and her dog Scout, basically links to everything we talked about today you'll find that at shulmanart.com forward slash 88. Now we have some amazing episodes coming your way. In a few weeks, we have on the one and only Tarzan Kay and she's a total firecracker. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. So make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button in your podcast app. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave me a helpful review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you loved most about the show. Now, it's a little tricky. Just search for the inspiration play, scroll down, and you'll see ratings and reviews. Hit five stars, write a review, and most importantly, don't forget to hit the send button. By the way, if you put your Instagram handle at the end of the review, I'll even give you a shout out over on my IG stories. All right, that's all for now. I'll see you the same time, same place next week. Make it a great one.
0: Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart on Instagram at shulmanart and of course on
1: shulmanart.com.